This is Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. It's Wednesday, the 27th of September, and Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela returns. And we're talking Unlocking the Journey to Cardiovascular Health. Guest Dr. Tosima Jekodumi, his medical director and interventional cardiologist at Eurocare Multi-Specialist Hospital. We've also got Pastor Onyebuchi Abia, his coordinator and trustee of Kanu Heart Foundation. Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela this Wednesday at 8 a.m. is proudly supported by Classic FM 97.3, MediCenter, and The Bridge Clinic. Stay tuned. Doctors on Air. News. Researchers found four out of five people with hypertension don't get adequate treatment. Even though it's a common condition, hypertension can be dangerous since symptoms may not show up for a few years and can lead to more serious conditions such as stroke, heart attack, heart failure and kidney damage. Health officials report that four out of five people worldwide with hypertension don't get adequate treatment and have advised that it is important to keep a close eye on your blood pressure readings. Diphtheria Nigeria records 453 deaths from 7,202 confirmed cases. The federal government says Nigeria has recorded 453 deaths out of 7,202 confirmed cases of diphtheria since the current outbreak of the disease in December 2022. In a statement on Monday, it was stated that as of September 24, 2023, there have been 11,587 reported suspected cases, out of which 7,202 were confirmed from 105 local government areas in 18 states, including including the Federal Capital Territory, FCT. The statement explained that majority, which is 73.6% of the confirmed cases, occurred among children aged 1 to 14 years, with those aged 5 to 14 years bearing most of the brunt of the disease. Extra virgin olive oil has been linked to a lowered risk of various chronic diseases such as cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, cerebrovascular accidents, metabolic syndrome, cognitive function decline, and colorectal and breast tumors. Extra virgin oil intake can reduce obesity risk, improving overall mortality. Over to events now, you can watch previous programs of Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela on YouTube via the channel at Doctors on Air NG. Kindly follow and subscribe. Now, if you missed an episode of Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela, worry not as you can catch up on podcast series available on popular platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Amazon. All you have to do is Google by searching Doctors on Air on the various platforms. That's it on the news. It's back to Dr. Pamela. Thank you, Dr. Tosin, for coming on the program. It's always a pleasure to have you here with us. Can you tell us about the heart, why the World Heart Day is important, and also <laughs> what, what is the key? Thank you very much, Pamela. Uh, once again, a pleasure to be here with you for this a very important uh, day of World Heart Day. So to address your first question, the reason why World Heart Day is important is that cardiovascular diseases or heart conditions still remain the number one killer of people worldwide. 
traditionally it's been noted that the the, the high income countries like the US, Canada and the UK, um, the number one cause of death in these countries has always been heart diseases or cardiovascular diseases. Heart and cardiovascular diseases are now becoming the number one cause of death in low to middle income countries like Nigeria. Um, and why it's important that we mark this day is we need to really spend a lot of time increasing the awareness amongst the general public of the things that can lead to uh, cardiovascular diseases or heart uh, diseases and the things that they can do to mitigate or to prevent reduce the risk of developing these diseases and also make them aware of the kind of symptoms that they may have and what treatments they may require in order to maintain their long-term health. So can you start from the top then with all those things you've mentioned? Absolutely. So one of the key things is one of the first thing we want really people to be aware of is the fact Cardiovascular diseases are the pretty much the number one killer of people uh, in, in countries like Nigeria. The number one thing that we find in, the, in countries like Nigeria is hypertension or high BP, as people like to call it. You know, there are estimates that show that probably one in every two adult Nigerians suffer from hypertension. Uh, certainly in my practice, when I see people who have heart attacks, who have strokes, um, who develop kidney failure, the number one cause of all these devastating conditions is hypertension or high blood pressure. Um, and so it is very important that anyone listening needs to make sure that they know the, what, their, what their blood pressure is. And if it is not less than 130 over 80, they need to go and see a doctor who can get them to think about starting treatment to get their blood pressure below this important threshold. Other conditions that are very important are diabetes, or sugar, as some people also refer to it. Uh, this is increasing in prevalence in our society and also needs to be treated to prevent all the complications I already talked about, like uh, heart attacks, strokes, and kidney failure needing dialysis. Um, high cholesterol, smoking is uh, becoming a big problem amongst uh, the younger generation. And we need to really educate them about the importance of not indulging in this very dangerous habit in order to, again, reduce the risk of complications and finally it's very important for all the listeners to know what their family history is um, i think we've done a previous show pamela where we've talked about someone who understood his family history and knew that other people in his family had suffered from complications such as heart attacks and took between getting his heart checked and finding that he had been at risk of having a heart attack unbeknownst to him and underwent treatment to make sure that his risk was much reduced and he continues to do well uh, probably about four years later at this stage. So these are the important things that we want our listeners to be aware of. Hypertension, high cholesterol, diabetes, smoking, and a family history of heart disease are the things we want our listeners to be aware of as increasing their risk of having heart disease or cardiovascular disease. Oh, talking about unlocking your heart health, what kind of steps, you know the risks, but what kind of steps, or what, are, what is the key to unlocking it? So this is really the, the, the magic key, the code that we want a lot of our listeners to take away from this very important uh, meeting that we're having this, this morning. And the key to unlocking your heart health and maintaining a healthy heart is avoiding all those risks that I talked about. Um, some of them have to do with your diet and some of, have, some of them have to do with your lifestyle. In addressing the, light, the diet component, first of all, Hypertension is largely driven by increasing salt intake. And it's unfortunate that a lot of the things that we eat 
and a lot of things that we buy to eat, especially you know when we are when we're outside the home, are very very high in salt content. And we need people need to be aware of what these foods are and to take steps to reduce their exposure to these kinds of foods. Probably the simplest thing that most people can do, and um, without having to go to to do too much hard work, is to reduce the amount of salt they add to their food generally when they're cooking. Um, they just need to keep the salt content of their meals as low as they can possibly get it. Um, this reduces the risk of maintaining uh, a good, active, healthy lifestyle, daily exercise. This is extremely important at reducing your risk of developing high blood pressure by maintaining good vascular, overall vascular health um, through exercise reduces your risk of developing high blood pressure. Um, a lot of the things that we imbibe in terms of fizzy drinks, for example, um, contain a lot of sugar. And these increase your risk of developing diabetes, which we talked about as an increase in your risk of having um, um, cardiovascular complications and cardiovascular diseases. Uh, these are all simple steps that everyone listening can take. It's essentially free to undertake all these steps. And these are very important in reducing your risk. Uh, cholesterol is generally by um, oils and oily foods. We have a, a propensity in Nigeria, in all parts of the country, for having fried foods, um, fried meats, and the, the, the cooking stews with a lot of oil, um, reducing the amount of oils that we use in our in, in, in our meals, reducing the uh, the incidence of fried food in our meals, more boiling, grilling, um, more healthier um, um, meals uh, or meat uh, proteins like like fish rather than beef, for example. These are all things that can reduce your cholesterol intake and also thereby increase, decrease your risk of heart disease. So these are just some of the general steps. And again, it's important to emphasize these are largely very low risk, essentially free interventions that anyone listening can take to reduce their risk of cardiovascular diseases. Now, the truth is that you say this thing, but a lot of people, it has gone in one ear. Who are the people on the edge right now? You need to do something now. Are there tests they should do? How do you know who those critical people are? They'll be need you're sort of on red alert right now. Fantastic, fantastic uh, question, Pamela. And I think it's really important. Um, and it's been quite topical for us actually at the hospital because we've noticed that a lot of people develop symptoms and they don't know what to do with their symptoms. And what they do is they try to self-diagnose themselves as saying, oh, I've got a little bit of chest pain, but I think it's heartburn or I think it's something else that is not so dangerous and they think it's okay, and then next thing you know, something devastatingly tragic happens. Um, so what we really want people to understand are what are the symptoms that are indicating to you that you could be developing a problem. The most common one that people talk about is chest pain. When we say that one of, one of the things I've learned as I've become more experienced is when we say chest pain, people say, no, 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 doctor, it's not a pain, it's not a pain. I say, that's fine. It's a tightness or it's a pressure or it's a heaviness. To be honest, it really doesn't matter what label people put on it. If you get some chest area, it doesn't have to be the left, it have to be the right, it doesn't have to be the center. You have a feeling in your chest area. Classically, we talk about it radiating to your left arm or possibly to your jaw or to your neck. You can get sweaty with it, you can feel short of breath with it, and you notice this particularly when you exercise, 
when you go for a walk, you're climbing stairs in your house and you get the, that feeling and when you stop and rest goes away and it wasn't there a month ago or two months ago or three months ago, you should urgently seek the attention of a cardiologist because the next thing that can happen is something that may be fatal. And you, I cannot underscore this and oh, emphasize this enough. I had a patient who reached out to me. In fact, it was the daughter of a patient, of a potential patient who reached out to me just this past week saying her father was having symptoms. She's based out of the country. The father's here in Lagos and that he needed to come and see me. He was contacted. He delayed thinking, oh, it's not that bad. It's not a big deal. I'll come, you know, uh, the following week or something like that. As I speak to you today, he is no longer with us. He passed on yeah. um, just this past, just over the weekend, um, from a cardiac event because what he was experiencing required urgent attention. He may have felt that he had time, but unfortunately, uh, time was not on his side. And we hear too many stories, especially here in Lagos, of people slumping either at work or at home or in their car or, or in the church. Home chest tightness, chest pressure, heaviness in the chest, unexplained shortness of breath, palpitations, you feel faint and dizzy, go and see a doctor. It may not be anything fatal, but at least let the doctor reassure you. Don't self-diagnose and say, oh, what I'm feeling must be indigestion, or what I'm feeling just must be, I, I, I pulled a muscle. Um, for people who may have come across me before, we had a very interesting patient who we saw a few, I think about three months ago. He was, he finished work, he stretched and felt a feeling in his chest late in the evening after work and thought it might have been a muscular thing, but actually turned out having a heart attack. It could have been fatal. Thank goodness he had the, the presence of mind to come to our hospital at Eurocare. We treated him and we, oh, we found that he had a blocked vessel. We stented for him and he got better. Um, but this is a patient who, if he had thought this was just muscular and decided to ignore it, he might have gone to bed that next day and woken up again. He's a young man in his early 40s with a family. He could have been tragic. But just because he took the time to just think, let me take that precaution of turning up and getting a medical professional, check it out and make sure it wasn't anything dangerous. He's still alive to this day. And really, that if nothing else, I want our members, our listeners to really take away that message. If you feel any of these worrisome symptoms, turn up to a hospital and get checked out. And not just any hospital, a heart hospital. Thank you very much. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Hello? Hey, baby girl. Babe, remember that guy I gave you the gist about? Yes, I do. Hmm, I'm spending the weekend at his, so we're going to have to postpone our shopping plans. Wow. <laughs> Just be careful and play safe, dear. Trust me. You know I'll always ask my partner to run a better-to-know test. At MediCenter, our better-to-know assessment informs you and your partner about your sexual health. Do you want to know? WhatsApp the word STI to 810 664-8871 And the winner goes to And the winner goes to The winner goes to Rick Rick 
We're excited to announce that Bridge Clinic has been named the IVF Service Provider of the Year 2023 for the record sixth time at the just-concluded Nigeria Healthcare Excellence Awards. The award is a manifestation of our trusted quality management system backed by ISO certification and annual audit by Alexander Forbes. We have provided over 23 years of consistent service to Nigerians with a birth of 3,000 plus babies and still counting. Our success is based on a quality management system which ensures consistency in outcomes. To know more about our services, kindly chat with our representatives on WhatsApp number 0810-460-7791 or visit thebridgeclinic.com today to book an appointment. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Thank you, Pastor Yebuchi, for coming on the program. The Carlo Haas Foundation is Thank one that a lot much. of people know well. We know it well, but we'd like to yeah. just hear again. Why, if you can share with us why uh, Kanu, who Kanu is, and for those who don't know, and why he started the Heart Foundation. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Kanu Wangwo, we all know him as a professional footballer. They remember in 1996, as a young boy, he led Nigeria to win the Olympic gold medal in soccer. For the first time, any African country can win the Olympic gold medal. The next thing we had was that this young man has a heart issue and Nigerians prayed for him. Now, he underwent surgery at Cleveland Hospital in the U.S. And when he came back, people thought he would no longer play football. But he managed to start his career again after playing for clubs like Ajax, Arsenal. He decided to say, okay, how do I back. How do I give back to the society that prayed for me? Nigerians prayed for him. So the young man decided to set up her foundation. That was the play in 1999. He asked me if I can come and join Kanohat Foundation so that I'll be able to manage manage Kanohat Foundation for him. That was how I left my place of work and I joined the foundation in 1999, I want to tell you that as of now, I have about 300 patients on the waiting list. 300 heart patients on the waiting list. And uh, we have carried out almost 665 open heart surgeries since we, we started work. Uh, most of the time, first time we started operating them in Israel. We take them to Israel, then the fee was getting higher. We left Israel, we went to India, from India again, we're taking them to Sudan, not Sudan in Nigeria. One thing I have discovered over the years is that we see children who die before their fifth birthday. Mr. Yebuchia, yeah. I want to I want to yeah. challenge you. Because we have good okay. heart hospitals in Nigeria now. We have Uracare, we have first cardiology, we have Reddington, mm-hmm. we have a specialist hospital, the one that is in uh, Ogun State, that yeah. the professor that came back from the U.S. Why yeah. are you not working with our own Nigerian hospitals? Why well, are you not supporting them? I, 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 I love that. I love that question. Um, when we started, we, we, we tried to see the possibility of getting in touch with our own Nigerian doctors. That if, we, if it is done here, it will be cost effective. We will reduce costs. But we discovered that it was not so. 
it was much. I know all the hospitals you talked about. I know first cardiology. I know the one in Yogo State. In fact, it was even UNTH, Ibadan, that helped us organize patients that we took to uh, London. The first two patients we operated in London, Okude and Inetan, we operated them in London. Oh. The problem is that from what I have seen so far, traveled, you discover that in some countries, most of the tertiary institutions, they have cardiac centers. But it is not so in Nigeria. It is not so. What that is cheap in Nigeria to perform the surgery or of ASD or tetralogy of fallot, you come here, the, the, the Nigerian hospitals will be telling you, go and bring 7 million, go and bring 10 million. You discover that when we now approach some of these hospitals abroad, some of them ask us, okay, pay $3,000. Then now, now when you now convert three thousand dollars to you, you know how much you get. The most important thing is again they don't meet the expected standard. I tell you that what mattered most for us is the life, life survival. Mr. Yebuchi, Mr. Yebuchi, yeah. Mr. Yebuchi, you are not here to run down our Nigerian hospitals. Honestly, I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing telling that. You, to, you are now. No, you are I, saying they I, are too expensive. No, they don't I'm have too, standard. No, and I, it's not true you, because the hospitals ask, we are talking about. Ask me a question, but, but, yes. but let me tell you, I have done surgeries is it in Nigeria this, is it? at Alliance Hospital in Abuja. I've done some surgeries about 19, 19 open heart surgeries in Alliance Hospital in Abuja. I did some surgery in UNTH Enugu. We brought doctors about twenty doctors led by Professor Novik in two thousand and three. We brought them to Enugu and we carried out thirteen open heart surgeries. Eleven people survived, two died. That was in Nigeria. So I am not running that. I'm just telling you the kind of things we, we experience in Nigeria. So Pamela, so you, we have good you mind if I respond to Pastor Yebuchi? I think you need to respond. Yeah. I yeah. think it's one Pastor, yeah. so it's nice to have you on the on, on the program. So I Thank think you very much. What, what I would suggest what I would suggest is I, I understand and I think there is no denying that unfortunately for a long period of period of time historically. You are quite correct in that Nigeria was not in a position to be able to help some of its most vulnerable citizens. That is absolutely correct. We, 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 there's no disputing that. But I suspect that I think some of your data is a little bit outdated. And I think if you, if you took the time to um, reinvestigate uh, what is going on, I think you'll be very pleasantly to, surprised to find a number of things. One is that there are a number of cardiac centers um, available in the country, some of them, some of them even in the public sector that are doing good work. I think you will be pleasantly yeah. surprised to find that the quality of what we're doing in a lot of the cardiac centers, including at Europe, I've never met you, never spoken, I've never spoken to anybody in the Kano Heart Foundation. I'll be very happy to speak with them to for them to see what we are doing, what we are able to do, to be able to really the information in terms of what 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 uh, what we are able we're able to do and the outcomes that we are achieving. So we completely agree with you. This is not about sentimentality. It is about saving the life. It's about providing the best possible care. Um, you know, and making sure that somebody gets the best outcomes. Um, and we are very confident that our outcomes can match anything that you can get anywhere in the world, whether Israel, whether India, whether Sudan. Wherever you want to mention it, we are very comfortable to, to, to have our record be put up against theirs and see what they are doing. And in terms of costs, which you also mentioned, yes, we know that Nigeria 
cannot be the cheapest because we all understand our infrastructural issues that we have. But even at the three thousand dollars that you talked about for ASD surgery, by the time you include flying the the, the the child out of the country in terms of ticket accommodation with one or two people who have to go, I suspect that the pricing the pricing probably equivalent or well, definitely decrease, decrease. Nigeria, or, or even cheaper in Nigeria when you compare what it is. And again, a lot of these children who need something simple like ASDs and things like that, these are things that we can teach these days with devices in the cath lab where we can just close this with a simple device and they don't have to actually have any open heart surgery and these children can be sent home um, you know usually when i do them i've done them in the, i've done them here in lagos they go home the next day they don't have to stay in hospital more than Thank one you. day the next day so uh, you know maybe once this this program is over we can interact and we can hopefully have a dialogue with you and you can see what is being done today not what happened 20 years ago or so, what is Thank happening you. now, update the pricing and the outcome data that you have, and then see whether we are we are, we are competitive with where you have been sending these children to. Because ultimately, I can tell you that even amongst the people who can generally afford very expensive care, I've not yet met anybody who is not happy to be treated in Nigeria rather than traveling abroad. And I'm talking about people who can afford to be treated in London or be treated in the US. If they are confident that they can be treated in Nigeria, they all prefer to be treated at home. Thank you very Thank much, you. my daughter. For I, me. I, I'm not denying the fact that we have good doctors. You know, I was trying to build up from when we started. As I'm talking to you now, the Nizamiya, Nizamiya Hospital in Abuja, I have just signed an MOU with them and to be getting, giving them our patients. We have done that with some other patients. Alliance Hospital in Abuja have operated patients and uh, other hospitals. Even in Lassut, I have done that in Lassut. So I was building up how we started. That was yes. why I was mentioning that. But for now, we are thing. getting, we are, we, are, we, are, we are interacting with them. We are interacting with them. And some of them are coming to tell us, yes, we can do it now. And uh, that is what we, we are doing. Why I was trying well, to I think give you a background, I was trying to give you, because that would be the one of the questions I will ask you as a doctor. I remember the case in in Edo State. We're having a local government heart problem, 17 for one local government. What we did was we, I had to write to the Minister for Health to complain, say, look at this issue. We should take it up. Ours is that people come here, they ask us to help them. We look at the people with this, this that person, you know. But now, like, this is an eye-opener. You are now also informing us of certain uh, hospitals where we can get these things at cheaper rate. We're talking about excellent quality standards and so on. So what I'd like to just add is, unfortunately, our yeah. time is fast spent. It's been a very exciting discussion. But the important thing is that there's a lot of new things happening in Nigeria now. We have a number of our doctors who have come back from okay. the diaspora. They've set up clinics, they've set up hospitals, and it's important that we look into this. What you're doing at Kano House Foundation is exemplary. It needs to be replicated, it needs to be supported. So before we go, we just have a few seconds left. Can you just give us a phone number or how can people reach you if they want to support you? Whether financially or otherwise, how can they reach you at the Kano Heart Foundation? Oh, okay. Uh, you can reach us with a phone number 080-330-43769. Email info at kanohartfoundationng.com. Where you can reach us. If you Google, if you get, get to you. our website, you can get 
whatever information we have. Thank you very much. Okay, that's great. Thank you. So, Dr. Tosin Vajgodumi, thank you very much. You're okay. Pleasure uh, as always. And uh, we'd, we'd like you just to say the last few words for our listeners. Yes. So, I know you're um, also having a special event this week for um, customers or for clients. Please, can you tell us about it? Absolutely. So, as I mentioned before, um, you know, World Heart Day is very important. Cardiovascular or heart diseases mm. are the number one killer of people worldwide. Um, and it's very important. People are aware of the symptoms that people get when there's, when there's, where there's a suspicion that they may be having a heart condition, such as chest pain, shortness of breath. Please don't self-diagnose. Go to a hospital and get checked out. If it's your elderly parents or siblings, please, and they complain of this kind of thing, don't let them say it's heartburn and start rubbing uh, rub or mentholatum on their chest take them to a hospital and let them get properly checked out um, with an ECG and cardiac enzymes and make sure that they're fine. We are doing a, we're doing some free screening um, at a shop right at the Palms Mall in Oniru uh, from um, Wednesday um, up until Saturday. Please feel free to go there. We have staff members who will check your blood pressure, help to check your blood sugars and just see if you are at risk and provide some advice the simple things that you can do if you have anybody that's having more serious symptoms we'll be able to escalate uh, their care to some to our hospital at Iraqi multi-specialist hospital we'll be able to uh, attend to them further i look forward to seeing anybody who is there at the pounds mall Oniru, um, on world heart day thank you very much thank you i, I just want to chip in that uh, for us we are having a program in aba a carnal heart foundation world day celebration thursday and friday 28th and 29th we also we having some free medical screening. We are also having a, a walk, a six-kilometer walk. Kano and some celebrities will walk around the town to create awareness. And uh, when people come together, there's also going to be a talk on sustenance of the human heart. These are some of the things we are doing to raise awareness about this uh, uh, issue. Fantastic. The World Heart Day. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.